Welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. ever experienced sticky fingers? And I don't mean like the sticky little fingers of our children touching all of the things and making them dirty. I mean sticky fingers like people taking things that don't belong to them. Well, that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of Stay at Home, Mom. Thanks for joining us on this new episode of Stay at Home Mom. Before we get to topic, I want to encourage everybody to check out this company that I really enjoy. I've been using them for well over 12 years. They have incredible makeup. They are United States based and it is called Rejuva Minerals. I will have an affiliate link in my show notes so you can click on that so you can go check it out and find everything you need from foundation to moisturizer, mascara, what ever floats your boat, you can find it there. And it's been an amazing blessing to my family. And now back to our topic of sticky fingers. I learned the lesson of sticky fingers when I was maybe five or six years old through a very hard lesson. My mom would not let me buy candy when she took me to the store one time. And they had, I mean, this is going to date me, right? They had all of the candy bins sitting out for like the penny candy, the five cent candy, the 10 cent candy. And I wanted some of it. And my mom was adamant that I was not allowed to have any. So I just, you know, picked up a few pieces and slipped them in my pocket. And when we got home, My mom saw me unwrapping these candies and sticking them in my mouth. And she was like, Leslie, Anne, I cannot believe you. She loaded me up in that car with all of my candy wrappers and the candy I had not yet eaten, brought me back to the store, told them what I had done and promised that I would never do it again. And then she told them that I would be back the next day with my allowance to pay for it. Now, that was a really hard lesson to learn. And I will tell you that is a lesson that has stuck with me. for near 40 years because I do not take things that do not belong to me. That was like a traumatizing event, right? Well, just because we have this understanding and this belief or these convictions, we live a certain way. That doesn't mean everybody does. And that doesn't mean everybody has learned those lessons the same way. So they don't always perceive everything the same way. Before I continue, I am going to say Today is laundry day, so if you hear weird noises in the background, it's my washing machine because I live in an RV and it's in my bedroom. (laughs) Now back to topic. Recently, within the last 12 months or so, my family has experienced a acute form of a loss that I never imagined I would ever experience in my entire life. In 2020, we loaded everything up into an RV into an enclosed trailer and we brought everything that we owned that we could bring down to Missouri from Michigan. (laughs) We had storage units in Michigan. So in this enclosed trailer, which was a trailer that my husband worked very hard to be able to pay for, he paid cash for it. Um, It was exactly what he needed for work. He had it set up so he had a wood shop in it that he could work in there. He had shelving with all these bins with tools and materials and parts. And I think he has collected for probably 30 years of his life. 
we used it as our mobile garage, right? Because this, I mean, we're living in an RV and he's a builder. So let's be real. We need a place to put our stuff. We were working on a flip house last year. And at the beginning of February, a huge winter storm had hit Southwest Missouri where we're living. We left our trailer at the house that we were working on. We owned the property. We owned the house. It wasn't like somebody's random house or anything like that. We owned it all. We had multiple tongue locks on our trailer. At the same time this winter storm hit, my entire family got hit with the flu. The worst flu we had ever experienced and all eight of us were down in the RV with the fever and the body aches and the just feeling absolutely miserable for about five days. Well, on the fifth day, when my husband finally decided he was starting to feel a little bit better, he ventured out. Um, Actually, those scissors need to stay in the kitchen. Do not walk with them pointing up, please. Sorry about that. After about five days, my husband decided he was going to venture out and go do some grocery pickup because we legit had no food left in the RV. And he swung past the house that we were flipping on the way to the store and noticed something was missing. Our entire enclosed trailer with, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of things. It was devastating. I don't know if you've ever experienced a traumatic loss like that. I know people have had house fires and and tornadoes and floods and random acts of nature that happen. But to have somebody literally physically come and claim your belongings as their own evokes some seriously deep and conflicting emotions. My first response, anger. I said all of the words, all of the things that you never want to admit that you say as a Christian or a believer and a good person. I said them all. They all came out. I was so unhappy and so just in shock that somebody could do something so... I mean, this was our livelihood. This is what was sustaining our family these tools so my husband could get this house finished it had my kids scooters in it it had it literally it was our mobile garage i was devastated and i was angry i was so angry well my husband called the police they came and they took his report they said you know unfortunately because we're on the border of three other states it could literally be anywhere we highly doubt it's still in the state of missouri so i spent time over the next like four weeks, calling like other states, um, sending sending out information to auction houses or wh- anything that I could think of that may potentially find us all of our belongings. <laughs> Going back to the night that it was stolen or that we found it missing, my husband came home after going to the store to get us food and he looked at me. He said, I I'm so sick to my stomach, but I am going to choose to forgive whoever did this and I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to pray that they have an encounter with the living creator to know that what they did was wrong and that it can be corrected. You know, I'm not out to destroy anybody's life. I just want my stuff back. It's really simple. I just want my stuff back. And here I am going, I got weapons. I got a shovel. Let's go find them. Like, we can do this. (laughs) Oh my goodness, what a change of heart, right? Like, what a stark difference between me who is like, grab the pitchforks, grab <laughs> grab the torches. We're heading out to find this bugger and we're going to we're going to string him up. This is what we're doing. <laughs> my husband's like, I think I'm just going to forgive these people. And I looked at my husband and complete despair at the thought that 
we've just lost so much, so much, because it was more than just stuff. It was more than just building materials and tools, and it was memories. We had things in there that we had a lot of memories attached to. And so that part, that part where it feels like somebody's really entered into the deepest part of your heart and (laughs) ripped it out, that was difficult. That was so difficult. But I sat there and I looked at my husband as he was really releasing this to the Lord. Like he was saying these words out loud and he was saying, Yahweh, I trust you. I trust that you can take even what the enemy means for bad and you can turn it into good in my life and I am going to rest in that. And I had a serious heart change. I can't say it was instantaneous. I'm a little bullheaded sometimes. So it takes me a little bit to work through my emotions. And as I let that anger just wash out of me, it was definitely replaced with a lot of grace and a lot of faith. Trusting that I know that my Yahweh takes good care of me. My Elohim looks out for my best interest all the time. It's It doesn't matter how big or how little. He's literally looking out for me all the time. Does that mean bad stuff will happen? Absolutely not. Bad stuff does happen. We're actually promised in scripture to be prepared for the trials and the tribulations that are ahead because they are coming. It is guaranteed it will come. But there is a way to respond. And the the way we respond really shows the character that we have because it's a testing of our character. It's a testing of our faith. So we walked that out. We walked out that forgiveness. We've been through a few things since then. But recently, something has happened to my daughter that kind of brought all of these lessons that we learned 12 months ago right back to the forefront. I don't know if your children are creative Mine are super creative. They always are thinking of ways to be entrepreneurial. They're focused on creating things and serving other people with those things. How can I make something that'll bless somebody and I could possibly make a business out of it because I love it. I don't know if it's because James and I are entrepreneurial or and so that just kind of carries into your children or if they're just created to be entrepreneurs and be world changers because I'm all for either of those things. So my daughter, my second daughter, decided she was going to start a jewelry line. She took this awesome class in our co-op, which was jewelry making, and she loved it. She's super creative. She's really good with colors, and she loves stones. We invested into the business she wanted to start. I purchased a stamp. We purchased the little tags that you put the bracelets and stuff through so you can hang them up as a display. My husband built her display box that closes and can lock and it opens up and you can see all the jewelry. And she was bringing it to the co-op to sell her jewelry. And last semester, she did great. She actually sold quite a few things and she was super happy. So over the two-month break that we had over the holidays, she made more items. And she was extremely excited to show people what she made and sell her things so she could make more. She's using her business mind. She's like, I need to make money so I can buy more things, so I can make more things, so I can sell more things. (laughs) We get to school the first week back and she sets her jewelry out. And at the end of the day, she comes to me bawling. Oh my gosh, there's nothing more devastating than watching your child have their heart ripped out. So what happened? Well, at some point during the day, some sticky fingers came across her jewelry. We're not sure who it was, where she has her displays in a very public place. So it's really hard to be able to know. It could have been a small child who 
saw them and mistaken that table for the free table because we do have a free table at our co-op where people, you know, they set things to donate and anybody can pick them up. We aren't sure exactly what happened, but three of her items were missing. That was $15 of sale, which for a 14-year-old, that's a big sale. She was pretty upset. I reached out to some directors at our co-op and I wasn't sure how to handle it. So I asked them for advice. They said, you know, we will we will try to handle this. I thought, okay, we have to handle it at a different level because I am not in charge here. I don't have any authority over these people and what they do and how they handle things. So what I do have authority over is the hearts of my children. We came home. We decided we were going to pray for these people. We were going to choose to forgive, even if they had sticky fingers and it broke our hearts. We were going to choose to forgive these people. We were going to pray for a couple different things. One, that they would have an encounter with Elohim that would draw them to him to make the right decision. That they would be convicted of the wrongs that they had done and realize that it was hurting other people. And we also prayed that the Lord would make everything right, even if it didn't look the way we thought it should look. And that's a very important part in prayer. We always have these ideas in these images of what we think things should look like. And the reality is, is we have no control over that. Things are going to happen the way they're supposed to happen. Our response is the only thing we have control over. So we prayed that it would be made right, however that looked. So what happened? We are believing wholeheartedly that when we go back the next week, that this person will have either put the money in the envelope where it belongs or return the jewelry, right? Because I'm thinking if it was a little kid and I I noticed that there was some jewelry laying around in our house that hadn't been there, I'd be like, and I got this email saying, hey, this stuff was taken. I would look at my child and be like, hey, you need to return that or we need to get the money to pay for that. So we go the next week and nothing happens. We go the whole day. She does not get any more money from what was taken the week before. She does sell a couple items and she had brought more items to sell. At the end of the day, she had another piece of jewelry stolen and some other things that she had brought to sell. So now she's out over $20. At this point, she's like, I am now angry. At first, I was hurt and I was sad. But now I'm angry because this just seems really blatant. She went to one of the directors that we know and was talking to her about it. She told her, you know, I saw this one person over there and my heart's a little hard toward that person. And I don't want to believe that they did it. But but that part in me that is not a big fan thinks it was. But it probably wasn't. And I'm just I just am thinking the worst. I didn't even know that conversation took place until the director came to me and was like, I just want to tell you, I'm super proud of your daughter for recognizing like her own her own hardness of heart. That's a that's a hard thing for adults to recognize, let alone a 14 year old. Right on. Like, that's pretty cool. I was really proud of my daughter. Later, we pick up cleaning jobs for people after a co-op and they usually pay. Well, we picked up this cleaning job for this lady who pays double of what most other people pay. And I decided I was going to give that the majority of that to my daughter because she wanted to help and she wanted to earn the money. I gave her double the amount of money that she had lost. I didn't do that because I felt like I needed to correct the situation because trust me, as a mom, everything in me wanted to just go put that money back in her envelope. And just be like, okay, Lord, we'll just, we just fixed it. But sometimes sticky finger lessons are not for us. Sometimes sticky finger lessons are for other people, right? Like when I stole candy and my mom brought me back to the store and I embarrassingly had to 
crawl out all of these candy wrappers and uneaten candies. Be like, yeah, I put those in my pocket and went home. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's not about who the thing was taken from. Sometimes it's about the person who was taking it, right? So we prayed. We realized maybe the Lord was making a way for it to be rectified by Sarah doing this extra work, right? She got double what she had lost. And maybe that's how he was correcting it. Maybe that the jewelry is just gone. The stuff, it's just gone. And we have to accept that because it doesn't belong to us anyway. But let's continue to pray for the hearts of these people who are not understanding these boundaries in these socially unacceptable behaviors. There's something they also need to learn. So we need to give them grace to learn whatever lesson they have. You know, but when I was six, five, six years old, that cashier at the store totally could have seen me do that and just been like, oh, oh, well, you know, she's little, whatever. And let me walk out the store. She also could have been like, I wait, your daughter has stuff in her pocket, you know. My mom was walking out the door. She could have lost her ever-loving mind on me, but she didn't. That's not how it played out because there was a lesson I needed to learn for me in that situation. Fast forward almost 40 years later, then there's a lesson I need to learn being on the other end. Somebody taking my things. Fast forward a year from that, and here's my daughter needing to learn the same thing. And I think that's the most important part of life situations that happen to us. You know, we're promised that things are going to be difficult sometimes. We're promised that it's not always going to go the way that we want or the way that we plan. And that's okay. As long as our hope and our focus and our eyes are set on the one who does know the way, the one who knows the beginning from the end, he is the Alpha and the Omega. As long as our hope is found in the one who has created all things, then I think everything will work out okay. And there will be amazing blessings along the way that we never expected. So this is what we're dealing with, right? This is real life for us right now. Sticky fingers can break hearts, but we have a healer who can mend every broken heart, that can wipe away every tear, that can heal everything in us from our broken emotions to our broken thoughts to our broken bodies. There is nothing too impossible for him. He is the creator of all possibilities. And he desires nothing more than for us to align with him and understand him and see the love and the joy that he has for us. You know, we have an enemy out there who wants to get us off track, who wants to distract us and deter us and us to be angry and bitter and unforgiving. Nothing is more like spitting in his face And when we look at the adversity that we're faced with and decide it's not worth it to be angry and to pick up bitterness and to carry that with us, that is a heavy load. There is a reason why in scripture Yeshua said, come to me, all who labor and are burdened, and I shall give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your being. For my yoke is gentle and my burden is light. The burden of unforgiveness, the burden of bitterness and anger and rage, all of those things are really heavy to carry. I don't know if you're carrying that today. I don't know if you've carried it for a long time, but if you have, if you are, I encourage you to let it go, to lay it down, to take that burden off of you and put his burden on you because it is gentle. It is light. It does not weigh us down. It is actual freedom. The yoke of our Savior is freedom. And that's what we're learning as a family right now. We are learning that 
Stuff around us may fall apart and not look the way we want, and sticky fingers might break our hearts, but the Lord will heal every wound. We're going to take his burden. We're going to take his yoke upon us, and we're going to lay down all that other stuff because it ain't worth it. it. We don't have time for that. I pray that you, as a mother, find joy in all of the life lessons that come into your path, and I pray that you share those lessons with your children. Because as we are to train up a child in the way that they should go, the best way to do that is to lead by example. And I miss the mark. We'll never live up to our own expectations because it's nearly impossible to be a perfect human being. (laughs) But you can do one simple thing every single day, and that is to build your home with your own hands. Build it in love and understanding and wisdom and knowledge and truth and be that light to your family and be the prayer warrior that they need, one that they can run to and know that you love them no matter what, no matter if they're the one with the sticky fingers or they're the one with a broken heart. Have a wonderful day. Have a blessed week. And thanks for joining me on this episode of Stay at Home, Mom. Also, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, which is Goodies with an apostrophe, gabbings, and you can see some of the things we're doing on the homestead. I should be posting a new video later this week on, you know what? I don't even know what it's about. (laughs) Maybe with some house update. How's that sound? Everybody want a house update? I love house update. Have a great day and join us next week on Stay at Home, Mom.